0: Hi, this is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo in The Howling, and you're listening to The Horror Squad.
1: Hello, welcome back to The Horror Squad podcast. I'm joined by Steve and Joe. Sam is once again out, but we're assured that she'll be back next week, so fingers crossed. Um, tonight we're talking about Color Out of Space, starring Nicolas Cage and directed by Richard Stanley, um, who I know of, you guys probably do too, from The Island of Dr. Monroe, which is has like a huge story of how that movie was like a like a train wreck in the production, as well as a '90s sci-fi robot horror movie called Hardware, which I really like. Gentlemen,
0: how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I am, you know, just powering through this pandemic.
1: You still ordering food out like crazy?
0: Uh, no. <laughs> good. That's good. No, I went. I went food shopping. Uh, I braved the uh, supermarket on Monday. It actually wasn't that busy. I went early in the morning and yeah, wore my gloves, wore my mask. They required. It's required now. You have to wear a mask like anywhere you go now in this in my town. So yeah. Did you get shit paper? I did. Nice. yeah It's exciting gotta wipe those butts yeah i was down i just i had to steal a couple of rolls from work over the past week so i was happy to find some
1: yeah, it's still like the one ply industrial exactly
0: like yep yep
1: <laughs> your finger goes through it
0: Yep. <laughs> oh so,
2: yeah and for, for me it's a lot of the same you know just powering through this damn apocalypse that we're living through uh also went shopping bought for like two three weeks worth of stuff so i don't have to go out anymore and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been interesting the last few weeks to be sure. But hey, at least yeah. I get to watch a bunch of movies, right? It's like it's crazy because if you'd asked me a year ago, hey, in 2020, you're gonna get to stay home all the time and watch movies and play video games all day long and never go out, I'd be like, sweet, where where do I sign <laughs> up? But uh, I gotta admit that uh, without having the choice to go out, it's not as fun. It's, it's,
1: Agreed not really bothered by it to be honest with you I, I do miss the movie theater and you know get my nachos and my popcorn and going solo because you know 20 dollars uh, on demand is stupidly priced mm-hmm. but um yeah i'm cool with it i'm still going to work though so it's not like it hasn't really changed for me which is kind of a bummer i see all these people posting like doing all these cool like crafts and things i'm like eh, i'm still going to work every day but i mean thanks yeah. for that obviously but yeah
0: yeah, that's what you know, yeah, so, so I'm going to I go to, I'm still going to work too, they even though my hours are cut back a little bit, but yeah, it's kind of nice doing like something, you know, it kind of remained a little bit of normalcy during all this, so it is kind of a good thing, I guess.
1: Right on. Yeah,
2: we're all working, so it's uh yeah. <laughs> we're kind of lucky in that
1: regard, I guess, uh, to still have jobs and stuff. Right. Got my stimulus bonus though. That was cool. Ooh. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Isn't Can Canada doing something different? Aren't they like doing? Yeah, some they're sort
2: they're, of... they're only giving it to people who need it, and it's more. It's like I don't know exactly, but something like two thousand dollars a month or something along those lines, up to ten thousand or, I don't know. It's a, it's complete. It's different in Canada. You have to apply for it, and there's certain restrictions. Like like me, I can't apply for it because I'm working. So mm. and it's not just hey, everybody have money. So
1: yeah, I don't know. It's just different. Yeah, it makes more sense. But what do we know? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, enough of that coronavirus talk. It's all we hear about in the news. Um, yes. <laughs> we got. Well, in I here. do want to
0: mention. I want to mention something. Um, next, it will probably be going up on next week's episode. But we're going to be doing an interview with uh, the director of We Summon the Darkness, and also. My friend Dahmer, which is um, one that I really enjoyed. So that will probably be up on next week's episode. So uh, keep, uh, keep an ear out for that.
2: Yeah, should be cool. You guys ready for uh, some questions? Sure. All right. Uh, you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or send us an email, thehorrorsquadpodcast at com. we got a few things this week. Our first one comes to us from your geeky neighbor. Uh, it's a bit of a long one, so brace yourself. He says, "Fun fact, more of a more than a question. The director Richard Stanley is very interesting guy. His career in regards to his involvement as an uncredited original director on the horror sci-fi 1996 remake of The Island of Dr. Moreau is amazing. There's a whole documentary about it called Lost Soul: The Doom Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau, free to view with Amazon Prime." Basically, it was his dream project, planning its production for four years, only to be fired after four days. Then he stuck back onto the production as a background mutant extra to keep an eye on the production. Uh, Many other interesting things happened involving wild actors, general debauchery, plus the movie flopped for so many other reasons. I do believe if Richard Stanley had his way of things, the movie would not have flopped. However, that film has made its mark in movie history just from Richard Stanley's involvement in the production. So that's a little bit of what you were talking about. Uh, have you seen this documentary, Todd?
1: No, it's on Amazon Prime actually, um, and I actually saw Island Doctor in the theaters, and it's a pretty cool movie. If you guys haven't seen it,
0: I've actually never seen it. Yeah,
1: Val Kilmer is freaking like insane in it, and it's got um, shit, what's his name, Marlon Brando, one of his last roles, where he plays this super eccentric, overweight like scientist doctor, and he's just nuts, and like the whole production is. Kilmer and Brando, like, arguing and just being mean. <laughs> it's not horror, right? Uh, It's got elements in it. Like, basically yeah. what it is is um, the doctor, like, mixes human and animal DNA, and he makes, like, cat people and shit like that, and they're mostly just, like, deformed things, and they go mad and start killing people. Cool. It's got a – what's her name? Farisa for, Balk, or how you pronounce her name? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's in it. She's a cat. She's pretty hot. Cool. Um, yeah, so thank you for
2: that uh, information. Then we have a question from Brandy. She says, um, if the coronavirus was to take the life of one horror character, who would you want it or think it would be? Also, who wouldn't you want it to be?
1: Mm-hmm. Take the life of a character? i kill yes. him?
2: Yep, kill them permanently. That means no more movies, no more appearances, just done. Uh. Uh.
0: Like, a, like a fictional character. I'm assuming.
1: Yeah. Uh. Uh, Pinhead. Because I don't. I'm never liked the Hellraiser series, really. So let's get rid of him. All right.
0: Um, I'm gonna say. Mm, it's a tough one. You got anything, Steve?
2: Uh, I'd probably kill Freddy Krueger. Uh, I think he's done his time. And I'd like to see, like, something different from... If they go ahead with that franchise, maybe with another dream warrior or dream killer. Uh, so I think the character can kind of retire with uh, the actor. So that's who I would
0: kill, I think. All right. Um. God, I don't know. I... I'm kind of with... Uh, I'll, I'll go with Todd. I, I'm not a, I've am not. never been a big Hellraiser franchise fan, although I did like the first two, but after that, it kind of tailed off. So, yeah, Pinhead can go.
1: All right.
2: Rest in peace, Pinhead. Peace. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> um, all right. So we have another question here from, and I hope I'm sound, saying this right, Cheyenne. I'm not really sure how she says it. Uh, she says, how would you compare Color Out of Space to Mandy? Hmm.
0: Um definitely similar styles in a way but very very different um like movies uh yeah i I don't i think that's a better question i'd rather talk about that uh after
2: yeah we we ask it again uh maybe after we're done reviewing color out of space at the end of the episode
0: yeah
2: i've never Uh, seen it personally mandy Mandy? oh okay
0: i wasn't a fan
2: Uh, It's actually my What watch, so I'll talk about it then. Uh, So one more question, ironically from Mandy. She says, hey, squad, uh, I listened to your interview with Charles Band. What do you think of Corona Zombies now that it's been released, and how do you feel about it now? Is that our last question for the night? Uh, She has a few more questions, but it's the same. It's all about Corona Zombies? No, it's the only one
1: about Corona Zombies. Let's skip that one, and then we'll lead that into our watch, because I think we all watched it.
2: Okay, right, perfect. Uh, so her next one is I've heard some ghost stories from you guys. Any alien UFO stories? What are your thoughts on them overall?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually have an alien story, man. Ooh. I actually do. And no one believes me except my mom. And she sure. probably doesn't believe me. She's just being nice. <laughs> uh, I was I like thir- this. I was 13, 14. And uh, I remember hearing a noise outside, like a humming noise. And um, I looked outside my window, and we lived in the you know, suburbs, Southern California. So it's you know super clear night and there was like a V shape, kind of like a um, a stealth bomber, kind of like that shape, but it had two very large lights on each wingtip, and it was more like a flying V than a stealth bomber. Um, but it was hovering, I would say like approximately like two telephone poles high, so whatever that is, hundred feet or so, and it was just making a light noise, or I mean a, a like a light hum, and then the lights on the end didn't emit any light. So it was kind of strange, and then I ran, got my mom, and then looked outside. It wasn't there anymore. So that's my alien story. Yeah, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I've never personally like seen anything, um, but do I believe in like aliens? Absolutely. I think um, there's the universe is like infinite, so I think there's got to be life out there somewhere else other than here. So yeah. Yeah, now, now, I think,
2: like, it's more common sense that there are something out there, but I think she asked specifically, do you think aliens have been to
0: Earth? Um, maybe. I mean, there have been, like, I mean, I've seen, like, a bunch of documentaries, and I've seen these videos and stuff, so, I mean, I, it wouldn't shock me, Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just haven't seen anything personally, but maybe they have who knows but like I, yeah i mean because maybe they might not be like you know uh, a threat maybe they're just kind of like passing by you know and that's when people have seen them like the prime
1: directive is that what it's called from star trek yeah yeah well they're not allowed to interfere with lower life forms like us
2: yeah on my end i i like, uh, yeah, I, I do believe there's definitely something out there. I mean, almost hundred percent. It's just the universe is way too huge for us to be kind of alone in it, but I don't think they've come to earth.
1: So what I did think, I see Steve?
2: Hmm? Uh, I
1: don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> probably just an experimental plane. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. especially in California, you said. Yeah. So we have a lot of deserts there. So probably a lot of military bases. and. There's a lot like of air that. bases there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a, it's a little bit like a ghost, I guess, right? Like, there's no really de- definitive proof, but a lot of people have seen things. But then you wonder, like, did they really see what they saw? Uh, I've talked about in the past, you know, I, I suffer from uh, sleep uh, paralysis, which I can see how some people think they got abducted because you're paralyzed and you see something in the room, and I don't know. I, I could see how people might think that they've been abducted and stuff. But personally, I've never seen anything or done anything as far as aliens go.
1: I, I think a pretty compelling story is the fire in the sky, the real one. Um, like, yeah, I personally believe what they said, you know, especially after getting lie detected and things like that. But uh, I think, you know, there's like you said, there's no definitive proof for, for or against that they've been here. It kind of doesn't make sense that they would come all this way just to not say anything and then just pick on people that are like you know, easily dismissed, but, um, who knows? It's kind of, it's kind of lonely. If you think about, it. there's nothing out there really, you know, or that will never meet him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's funny how there's always this
2: belief, like that the American president knows about all the aliens. Well, now that Trump's in power, I feel
1: that he would have just told us by now. <laughs> Dude, that's the first thing I would do. I president. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to marry 51 right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh... Anyway, well, it's like so Independence
1: yeah. Day. It's like Independence Day where he's like, we had this whole time. Like, well, you we didn't even know. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: exactly. Uh, yeah, they probably would tell. He'd <laughs> tweet about it like that night from the can. You know, it just okay,
1: aliens. <laughs> yeah. You'd probably live tweet from like the meeting room. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh, all right. Uh, her next question.
2: What are your thoughts on Nicolas Cage and what's your favorite Nick Cage movie? I loved him in Captain Corelli's Mandolin and City of Angels.
1: You gotta answer that with a quote from Nick Cage. <laughs> Put the bunny
0: back in the box. <laughs> I I love Conair. Um overall, I mean Nick I've never minded Nick Cage. I'm not like a huge Nick Cage fan and I don't hate him. You know, he's just kinda like whatever, he's there. Um I definitely have some thoughts on him about this movie though, but um I'll save that for my review.
1: Uh I'll go with kick-ass because i think he's really good in that movie and his like character acting or whatever like really mixes well in that universe
2: yeah it's a good one uh for me uh, it'd, it'd be a toss-up between face off and the rock but i think the rock would take it because i just absolutely adore that movie and sean connery is fantastic in that movie
1: so yeah. that that would probably be mine it's got michael bean too huh yep
0: no love for wi- no love for wicker man Oh, no no nope. the bees <laughs> <laughs>
2: um yeah as for my thoughts on Nicolas cage uh, i was a huge Nicolas cage fan in the 90s i remember going with my friends to the theaters to see like everything he did up until um that one he did in an ambulance something like waking the dead or don't mess with you the, like dead the movie
0: no,
2: i didn't like it no isn't it bringing out the dead Br- bringing out the dead yeah yeah i didn't like that one couldn't get behind that one. And after that I stopped going to the theaters to see the movies. Uh and it's been pretty downhill from there anyway, so there, there are a few kind of up swings, but mostly it's been really weird movies.
1: He's he had that legal problem, didn't
2: he? A legal problem. He had a lot of legal problems.
1: <laughs> well where he was like back taxed like millions, so now he does yeah. like whatever well, he, projects. He, he used to buy like fucking like T
2: Rex heads and like the weirdest <laughs> fucking shit ever. <laughs> like just Complete, almost like Michael Jackson in that documentary like he's just buying whatever ridiculous thing that he wants and eventually that caught up with him right like, if you guys had fuck you money like that though would would you buy weird shit like that well maybe once in a while but not like constantly like just anything that's <laughs> strange yeah? yeah I mean I
0: would definitely buy a T-Rex head
2: <laughs> yeah. you know who also wants a T-Rex head uh, Vince McMahon <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, I think Triple H bought it for him, and he has it behind his desk at his office. That's awesome. Right if ever you see an interview of him in his office, you'll see the big T Rex head in the back. And yeah, that was a gift from Triple H. Um, I'm excited.
0: I'm excited for Wally's Wally's Wonder World. Oh, me too. That, uh, that one's coming out soon. So that one sounds like that one sounds like to be perfect for Nick Cage. Uh, current Nick Cage, anyway. <laughs>
2: Yes, we're so totally psyched for that one. Hopefully it still comes out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, she had another question. This was supposed to be your last question, but we will ask her first question later. She says, finally, I think you guys are great, but I really miss Sam and having a woman's perspective. When is she coming back?
1: Next week. So, hopefully next week. Allegedly.
0: <laughs> Allegedly.
1: <laughs> we miss her too.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah
1: definitely you should harass her on social media and make her come back
0: yeah go follow her send her messages on uh just follow halloween happy and message her and tell her.
2: She, she probably gets a thousand messages a day <laughs> you have to really like bomb her with messages
0: she responds to everybody though yeah
2: i know it's crazy i don't know how she does it crazy. I, I get like three comments on my youtube channel i'm like
1: ugh <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Fan interaction. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, all right, and our last question. I listened to your interview with Charles Band. What do you think of Corona Zombies now that it's been released, and how do you feel
1: about it? All right, we'll segue into what watched. I thought it was garbage. Complete and utter poop. It's uh, my currently first, or, yeah, first on the worst of the year. Uh, granted, I haven't seen too many 2020 films only, but um, it's essentially... Two movies dubbed over to fit the coronavirus stuff: *Hell of the Living Dead* and uh, I think *Zombie vs. Strippers* or something like that. Um, *Hell of the Living Dead* is an Italian film that's a *Don the Dead* ripoff, and *Zombie vs. Strippers* is exactly how it sounds. And then it's linked together by a girl watching a newscast, and these movies are allegedly, or you know, supposed to be, um, like what's happening in real life. And it's, it's terrible, man. What do, I mean? What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's bad. I mean, it's a, it's an awful movie. I mean, it's, I mean, it's obviously intentionally supposed to be awful in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, it just reminded me of like Mysteries 3000, pretty much just without the little guys down there. But I mean, it's, that's basically what it is. Um, just, yeah, I mean, it's lazy. It it was just obviously just kind of thrown together to capitalize on the current, you know, thing going on and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I guess maybe if you got drunk or something or, like, I don't know, got high or something before watching it, it might be kind of entertaining, like, that I'd just way. just rather
1: watch those other movies.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you would definitely need some alcohol in you or something. Uh, I couldn't even get through the whole hour. Right? I made it, like, it got the it was like funny for the first like 10 15 minutes and then like i had to fast forward and just kind of skip through it and yeah and the fucking i mean this will tell you everything about the movie like clearly the budget is so low that the girl wouldn't even get the main actress wouldn't even get naked for it she literally showers with her clothes on um (laughs) at one point i didn't get that did she explain why no, I literally think it was because she's like, I'm not getting naked for a movie because she was probably not getting paid really, like anything to do it. So she's probably just like, I'm not getting fucking naked for this production. Lame, all around.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, she, she yeah, legitimately just goes in with her clothes on, like even with her like bra, shirt, everything, just like got in the shower. With her. It's so weird. Um, yeah, this movie is just terrible. Just like at first, it was my second worst of the year, but. You know, I came to think about it and I can't rate it lower. I can't rate it higher than a movie that I actually tried, even though I hate the shit out of it. So I think it will be probably my worst of the year um, just because it's a just a con. They literally took, uh, it was a City of the Living Dead uh, or Hell of the Living Dead or whatever it is and put, you know, dialogue on top of it because it's the majority of that movie. Uh, I'm going to talk about my what watch because it made me want to watch it. It's pretty much just that movie with a little couple clips thrown in, and it's just so stupid. Um, Yeah, I I totally get all the hate that this movie got. Uh, Actually, I did want to talk a little bit about it. A lot of controversy on Twitter, not surprisingly. uh, People just absolutely taking down not only this film, but Full Moon. Uh, A lot of horror fans that I follow are legitimately, like, blocking Full Moon, and, you know, it's kind of having the opposite effect of what Full Moon, I guess, would have expected. With their uh, service, a lot of people are unsubscribing to the service, and um, what is it, bloody disgusting? Will no longer cover anything Full moon related. It's just a whole shit show. Why, um, why not? Why not though? Just because they, they think it's so gratuitous uh, over you know something that's happening right now, hmm. and something that they did is that they, they released a poster, you know, with like quotes on it, and one half of the poster are people who are criticizing the movie. And the other half is the people who are liking the movie. And they didn't ask for permission on any of it. They're just taking, like, (laughs) reviewers, like, criticisms of the poster. I saw the poster. I thought
0: it was actually quite funny.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I know. But people took it, you know, seriously. And it's just so now Dread Central won't cover it anymore. Uh, As of today, I think. uh, Bloody Disgusting won't cover them anymore. So I just don't know why this movie was made, essentially. It just, it really backfired. Not all publicity is good publicity, you know?
0: Yeah. Right. It's just pure capitalism, obviously. I, and it's really, I don't know. Like, man, I don't know what is Full Moon doing because, like, they used to be like a reputable company. Like, they huh? like right, right basic, They're basically becoming trauma. Um, which uh, trauma is like it's a, you know, you can't have two traumas, right? And like, Full Moon was always like the higher end shit. Like, granted, I, I haven't watched a ton of their stuff like recently. But, man, they were, like, great back... I mean, there was good stuff, like, looking at the Stewart, Even looking back at Stuart Corum perspective, respect we just did, there was some good stuff in, there, in The Pendulum and Castle Freak. I mean, those were, like, legit productions and, like, good quality films. Like, granted, they're indie B films, but they're still good quality films. And now you're throwing shit like Corona Zombies. And then we're going to get into it in news, but fucking um, Corona Zombies sequel with fucking Tiger King, I mean... What are we doing?
1: I hope they cancel that because I he needs to get his head out of his ass, man. Yeah, I mean,
0: I don't know. I I don't know if like they're really struggling for money and like they're just trying to stay afloat here or what. But uh, it
1: can't be. I just spent like three hundred bucks of their fucking Valentine's Day sale. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah right yeah i I just yeah i just don't know what band is doing right now i mean the dude has done he's a legend he like we said we interviewed him he's a legend the dude did he's made some really iconic horror movies but this is just not stuff he should be uh he should be doing he's better than this with that being said i'm going to not ban him from the show and we're we will cover (laughs) full moon stuff like i mean it's satire I mean, I don't think it's anything, like, overly offensive or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I, no, I agree. I If it was cleverly done, like, making fun of the hoarders and, you know, toilet paper more than just a couple jokes, I think it could have been different. But literally took two films and just dubbed them. Just really – it didn't even capitalize in the right way. It's just stupid. All Just, like, dumb. Like you said, lazy.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, there's only literally, what, like, seven minutes of maybe. new footage. Like, and then the rest right. was just all – most movies so yeah yeah In one movie yeah. from what the the 80s and the other ones like i don't when did zombie strippers come on? i don't even know yeah, I've i never it's seen it's the mid-2000s i think yeah so yeah i mean it's just the movie's just all over the place <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah and that, that's my problem with it too more so than anything is it was just so lazy uh i, I could have I made mean, a movie called corona zombies from my house and probably done it better at least it would have been something original i wouldn't use other footage you know you mm-hmm. can make jokes in your house and pretend that there's a zombie apocalypse out there and just like you said make toilet jokes or whatever but at least make a fucking real movie don't just dub over other films and call it a day you know it was a it was a weird weird choice and i i can't believe they're making a sequel it's just so fucking stupid yes
1: yeah, so that's our thoughts on Corona
2: Zombies. Uh, thanks for asking, Mandy. And uh, that's all the questions we have, so thank you.
1: Yeah. Well, you watched Hell of the Living Dead, Steve. What would you think?
2: I did. Uh, yeah, so they use, like, a good 50 minutes of Hell of the Living Dead in Corona Zombies. Um, so I, 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 it's like I watched it all already. Uh, I didn't realize that when I was watching it. Uh, but I decided to watch it anyway. Why not? You know, I'd pretty much seen most of it, and I was interested to see what the real story was behind it. So it is very obviously a Dawn of the Dead knockoff, which isn't a bad thing, because I fucking, you know, Dawn of the Dead is my favorite horror film, uh, right down to the music. They actually used the music from Goblin in the movie. So uh, that was actually both a curse and a blessing. Costumes was too. a blessing Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, was a, it was a blessing because I fucking love it, but it was a curse because the whole movie I'm thinking, I should really be watching Dawn. I haven't seen it in a while now. <laughs> Um, but it was it was actually not too bad. Uh, there was a little bit of a weird thing in the middle with kind of cannibal holocaust uh, type stuff where uh, they're in Papua New Guinea and people are like eating, you know, p- other people and they're using real footage for that, which is really gross. Wreck, uh, though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, it makes no sense, but sure. <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, overall, you know what? I, I kind of liked it. I, I didn't love it but it was nice hokey fun i a lot i liked it a lot better than I did in corona zombies so uh if you have if you like zombie films you like Dawn of the dead that's uh, maybe one worth popping in
1: yeah I really like that creepy zombie um that like turns and smiles that was a pretty cool scene in
2: uh in,
1: in hello dead Island? where she walks up behind him it's like oh, a doctor yeah. kneeling down
2: yeah yeah it uh, turns a ton the, the old lady like mm. uh, the the tax with has has a rat coming out of her and oh yeah <laughs> The zombies are actually pretty cool. Like, they, they look like Dawn of the Dead zombies. Right. And it, it was kind of cool to see. There's, uh,
0: I kind of liked it. Yeah, it's a cool little movie. Mm-hmm. Joe. Uh, all right. My first one tonight is... Sorry, I'm pulling up my list again here. Oh, all right. Uh, first one I get tonight is... I think Steve's going to talk about this one, too. And I don't know if you watch it, Todd, but Freaks? Did you watch it, Todd?
1: No, I didn't.
0: Okay. Steve, you watched it, right? I did. Alright, cool. Alright, well we can talk about it a little bit. Uh, so freaks, um, maybe not completely horror, but I definitely think there's elements in there. Um, but mainly just kinda I would say straight sci fi. Uh, but what it's about is about this uh, it's about like this little girl girl and her dad and you know it opens up, they're kinda like living in this house like locked away. And we really don't know what's going on outside, but it kind of seems like a an apocalyptic world from what we are understanding. Where the dad is trying to keep his daughter safe and whatnot. And uh, as the movie progresses, basically we find out that essentially they're like kind of superheroes in a way. And the girl like has these these powers, um, and they're they're basically like almost like I guess like an alien race that that came to Earth and. Uh, you know, have been living amongst humans, but they were kind of outcast, and some of them are are still living amongst us and whatnot. Um, and I'll kind of leave it at that because um, I definitely think this movie is is worth a watch. Uh, I really really enjoyed it. It's streaming on Netflix currently, and uh, yeah, what do you think, Steve?
2: Uh, yeah, so I see. So you recommended to me, you said something I'd really dig. For the first like half. I was really confused. I didn't know where the hell the movie was going. Right. I didn't know what was going on. It was kind of boring. Uh, you know, the, the scenes were dragging out and everything. But it really picks up in the second half. And once it gets going, it's really good. Uh, I really, really enjoyed uh, this movie overall. I do wish there was more in the first half. Uh, because it was really boring to watch at times mm-hmm. and really confusing. But once you figure out kind of what's going on in, er- in everything, uh, it was really enjoyable and something I definitely recommend.
1: Alright, uh, my next one is a 2020 release that I was really excited to see um, until after, until I saw it, called The Night Clerk. It stars Ty Sheridan, who plays Parseval in uh, Ready Player One, and Anna Diarmas, who's Joe's girlfriend in um, uh, Blade Runner, the newest one, and Helen Hunt, who I was surprised to see in a film. Um, but basically, it's not a horror movie. I thought it was going to be like a thriller, but it really wasn't. It's about a young man um that's has asperger syndrome pretty bad uh but he works at a um, like a night shift for a hotel and he's also pp tom so he has the hotel rooms uh, bugged with a bunch of cameras that he watches on his ipad while at work until he sees a murder happen and he gets kind of sloppy and the police start looking at him um uh, super slow i don't recommend it as a thriller because it's really a, a drama at the core of things where he's trying to you know uh you know, to quote him, be more normal, and, and, uh, Deramos is kind of a cool character, but then not at the same time, um, but if you want to see some really, like, amazing acting, Ty Sheridan, like, is just, like, great in it, however, you have to be ready to follow his character at all times, and, you know, the way he, um, acts can be turn off to some people, um, but he, if you didn't know who he was, you would think that he actually had the syndrome himself, because he's just, really good in it. So, uh, The Night Clerk, 2020. And if you want to see like a drama, um, then check this out. Cool. I
2: liked how I shared it, especially in the one um, ready Player one. Um, oh,
0: yeah, it's
2: good. So, my next one is Mandy. So, this is another Nicolas Cage film uh, from the same people who made uh, Color Out of Space that we're talking about tonight. Uh, Mandy is about a guy who lives with his girlfriend and she gets uh, kidnapped. And, well, they both get kidnapped, and then she gets killed. And then it's kind of a revenge film where he goes after them. Uh, the people who kidnap them is like these weird kind of culty, crazy people, including four, uh, I don't even know how to describe them, kind of like monster-ish, hellish creatures. But they're kind of human, but kind of not. It's kind of confusing. Uh, movies are pretty good. It's not great, but it's, it's pretty good. It's typical Nicolas Cage. He goes absolutely wild in this film. Uh, He's really unhinged in this movie, which is kind of funny if you like his type of acting and stuff. Um, It's a very colorful movie. Uh, I don't know. I guess this is like a a thing for this production company because Color Out of Space has the same thing. And it's another movie that the first half is a bit slow. Uh, but once it get once it picks up and he really, he starts going on his revenge hunt, it gets pretty good. It's pretty gory. And I, I gotta say, I really enjoyed it. Um I can see why, I think it's during our decade list or year list or something. People are saying that they, you know, it was on some lists, I think. And I can see why it is. It's a really good film and one I thoroughly enjoyed.
0: What was the name of that one? Mandy. Oh, Mandy. Okay. Yeah um all right my next one is kill list from 2011 i believe um i was just like trying to search for like i i was on like a google search of just like um it was like disturbing horror movies or something or crazy horror movies and this one popped up and i had never seen it so i decided to give it a try um this is a uh, british horror film so i gotta say right away um the accents are super um super strong i li- i had to put on uh subtitles because i couldn't understand them half the time um but basically what the, the plot of this one is, it's about a, uh, basically this guy, it, it opens up with this guy and his wife at home, they it just, it just seems like a normal family, but he's having problems, they're they're fighting and whatnot. Um, they invite some friends over for this dinner party, and um, we find out that basically he was a hitman at one point, and uh, his uh, his friend was also a hitman, um, and he offers them a job to go back and... Uh, you know do some more hits so he takes the job and uh you know the second half of this movie is him and his buddy going out um on this you know quote unquote kill list um and they're going off and um you know picking off people on their list that they've gotten paid to do um and then the third act is when the horror comes in and this movie takes a complete and utter 180 like this i mean the movie. The first the first two thirds of this movie, like literally like an hour and ten minutes of this movie is like just a straight crime drama. And then out of fucking nowhere, this movie turns into a crazy ass uh, like cult like type movie where like this cult just shows up like out of nowhere and like then they're running away from this cult. and it it's like one of the fucking weirdest movies I've ever seen um in a long time um with one of the most just bizarre bonkers ending I've ever seen um but I I can't recommend it because it just doesn't make a whole like the ending doesn't make a whole lot of sense and there's like no explanation as to like why this ending happens and I won't spoil it because if you do want to watch it go and watch it because I mean it's it's interesting um but it's just like it's definitely a movie I would love to discuss with somebody because there's just like it's just an ending that just didn't make any sense with um to me. But I will say it did make my mouth like open wide, like and I was like shocked for it about it, but it's just it like there's no resolution.
1: Yeah, I watched that. I, I agree with you. I don't can't recommend it, but it's good for uh to just go into not knowing what the hell's gonna happen because you won't know what's gonna happen. So Right. All right, my last one, I'm going through Puppet Master. So I did Puppet Master Part 1. First time in a long time. And um, it's, uh, I mean, the Puppet Masters are, I mean, the puppets are good. Uh, The story's a bit weak. I don't really like the whole, um, what are they? tell Crap, they read minds and shit. Those people, they kind of bug me. Uh, Watch Part 2 after, but I'll say that for for next week. But Puppet Master is iconic. You kind of have to watch it if you're a horror fan. So check it out if you haven't seen it some really good puppetry, really good stop motion. And I mean, the puppets are awesome.
2: Cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. I'm also going through those. So it's interesting. Uh, I didn't see all of them. I've
2: only seen the first few. So it's, it's cool to go go through them, but I I agree with you that the first one's not, it's not definitely not the best one. Um, My last movie is a movie called the color out of space. Uh, Not the one we're reviewing tonight though. Uh, This is a German film from 2010. I figured, why not find watch the other one that's out there to kind of compare it to the one we're watching tonight. Uh, so this film, interestingly enough, is in black and white. Um, and this is a 2010 movie, so it's not like it's an old movie or anything, uh, which I thought was an interesting choice, considering how colourful the one we're going to talk about tonight is. Uh, now, it does come into play very late in the film, where uh, they bring in magenta as a third colour, to kind of highlight uh, some of the activity that goes through throughout the movie. Uh, It has a couple cool moments, but overall, it was pretty underwhelming, uh, especially that I watched it right after the 2020 version, and it doesn't even come close to that one. So maybe if I hadn't seen the 2020 version before, I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. But uh, overall, I can't say I recommend this one. It does take a different approach to uh, the story of Color Out of Space that the other one does, but it's not different enough and interesting enough for you to check out. And if you were to get check out one of them, I'd recommend the 2020 version over
0: this one. All righty. Uh, My last one tonight is um, from 1985, and that is Demons. Um, I've actually had never seen this one before. I don't know. I'm assuming Todd definitely has. I don't know about you, Steve.
1: Yeah, Evil Dead in a movie theater. Yeah,
0: yeah, kind of. Um, Yeah, so I'd never seen it. I'd always heard, you know, it's kind of a cult classic and whatnot. So obviously I wanted to go and check it out. But yeah. Like Todd said, it's basically about the, a group of people, they, you know, are invited to a, a movie screening for a premiere of this horror movie, and they go, you know, they go into the movie theater, and basically, uh, yeah, the they, like, find this, there's, like, a, this weird, like, silver mask from the movie, like, it looks like a movie prop, The one of the girls tries it on, and basically that mask turns you into a demon and from there like the the virus spreads and you get demons which is running rampant in this movie theater um it's like you know i don't know i i think a lot of it this plays on people's like nostalgia and stuff like that um it's an okay movie i mean it, it's nothing amazing or fantastic i i didn't think i mean it, it definitely has its moments it's definitely um it has its fun moment fun stuff and whatnot um but it didn't blow me away or anything like that. But I, I would I would give it a soft recommend.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. It's Yeah, I think people just like it because they remember it being really good, but it's kinda of a little bit slow.
0: Yeah. hmm Definitely. Yeah. It's uh and like it's just like very very low budge cheesy. Like I mean, it's you know, whatever. It's okay yeah
1: that's a good review
0: it's
1: all right yeah <laughs> that's all i
0: had you guys uh, I, I i guess i'll throw in a bonus one um uh, based on todd's recommendation last week i watched the day after and also threads so i had my i had a little uh, apocalyptic nuclear war uh watch party for myself and uh i i would say i liked the day after um better but i did watch that one first i'd be interesting i'd be if i watched threads first maybe i would have liked that one better because they were very very similar movies um but i just thought the day after was better based on I, I just liked the story better and i felt like there was um you know you kind of cared about the characters a little more in uh in the day after because they set it up better um than in threads um threads was definitely more uh disturbing imagery though I, I will give it that um a lot more brutal stuff in that one but as far as a, a movie in general um if you're gonna watch one or the other uh, i would go with uh, the day after even though obviously it's the effects aren't very good but it's, you know it's an 80s tv movie so what do you expect but uh yeah i i, I really enjoyed i really enjoyed them both but the day after i enjoyed a lot better what I like
1: about threads is the violence is more abrupt. Yeah. Um, like when the mom's standing at the window and she just catches on fire. You know, mm-hmm. that's pretty brutal. And then it, it shows you like ten years after the bomb dropped and how things are just fucked. So I liked about that one. But both are good.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. In their
1: own rights. And
2: I, I got one more thing. It's not something I watched, but something I want to listen to, and that's an ad from Deadly Grounds Coffee.
0: All right, so now we have some horror news after we drank our Deadly Grounds coffee. I am, I'm just, I'm revitalized here, rejuvenated. Um, So, okay, first bit of news here is The Purge, of course, is coming back, and we finally got, um, we found out the title for it. Uh, The next film will be called The Forever Purge. Uh, The movie is slated to be released. (laughs) the the movie is slated to be released july 10th 2020 but obviously that may or may not change we'll see how the current landscape is at that point but yeah so all right well todd we heard todd's thoughts what do you think of the title steve
2: it's stupid it's uh (laughs)
0: and to be honest i find the purge movies
2: are kind of lowering in quality as they're going through them um i did like two probably the best though so like my rank would probably be two, one, three, four, um, but yeah. Hopefully they go back to how it was at the beginning and not
1: how they did in that last one there because that one was really bad. I thought they were doing a purge on an island or something.
0: Uh, that was rumored. I don't know if that's gonna happen with this one or you know that that they might have changed it.
1: I'm going to change my um, coronavirus answer to The Purge and for them to start making those movies, man, they... Ugh. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, speaking of Hellraiser and wanting to kill Pinhead, Hellraiser is getting the remake treatment. It has officially been announced. Um, Spyglass um, Media will be tackling uh, the reimagining of the 1980 classic hellraiser uh with david uh bruckner currently uh set to direct so um currently in development nothing else really confirmed yet but i'm actually excited for this i i i think uh hellraiser is due for a remake and uh, i think they could do a really good job with the source material
2: you can't be excited for it. You killed him, Joe. You killed Pinhead, <laughs> and you you just can't come back on your answer now. Uh, I, I I'm excited too. It's funny because online I keep reading the same old. Uh, it's all remakes. Horror has no originality, which is funny because I think horror has more originality than any other genre. If that's how I personally think about it, and we haven't seen a like big screen Hellraiser in forty years, so I'm excited about this. Like I I think it Hellraiser can be a really good film and i'd like to see i'm interested to see where they go with this movie
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm sure todd todd what do you think i'm i know you're not of uh, the franchise but
1: <laughs> i i'll i'll watch it if we're gonna watch it for the show that's probably it
0: all right all right well uh staying on uh the remake uh topic here James Wan, of course, it had been announced previously, um, will be producing a remake of Stephen King's Salem's Lot. And now we have a director as Gary Dauberman, um, best known for the It remake, The Nun, and Annabelle Comes Home, has been attached um, to write and also direct the film. Uh, he said, I have a unique way into it, but again, I think the book itself is unique. Uh, I haven't seen a scary vampire movie in a long, long time, and I'd really love to tackle that. It's one of my favorite books. It's one of my favorite uh, Stephen King uh, books of all time. We felt it should have the cinematic treatment um, that we gave it. So, yeah. Thoughts?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched about this one. Uh, I like Salem's Lot as a story. I thought the uh, like the movie from was it the 80s or early 90s was a little slow. Uh, it did have some iconic scenes which were really scary, especially at the time. Um, but I think it's one that's apt for a remake, and I'm I definitely go see this one.
1: Didn't they remake it with Rob Lowe?
0: They did. Okay, I've never seen that. Neither have I.
1: I'm um, neither
0: uh horror confession. i've actually never seen the original either but it's it's worth it worth catching
2: yeah i would say i would think so there's there's some really iconic imagery and really cool scenes in the original but it is a little slow it's a slow burn for sure
0: it's pretty long too isn't it
2: yeah it's uh, it's, it's got a two-parter be two isn't it yeah it's like two and a half hours to three hours something like that
0: okay maybe we'll get you tonight uh all right Uh, Next bit of news here. Uh, It had been obviously teased and rumored for a long time. We had even talked about it, but now it is official. Sam Raimi is officially going to be directing uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is supposedly supposed to be the first uh, horror-oriented Marvel cinematic movie, um, currently slated to be released November 5th. Uh, 2021. Obviously, we'll see what happens with uh the pandemic and everything. But yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch obviously will be reprising his role. And yeah, that's about it. But hey, I'm excited to see Rami doing something again. I think horror and superhero is kind of a perfect little thing for him. So we shall see. No thoughts.
2: <laughs> uh, we talked about it last time that yeah. was announced. So.
0: All right, well, let's get into it then. Uh, the exclusive, uh, who was this, THR had the exclusive on this, but Corona Zombie sequel is officially coming um, with uh, the two lead actresses that were in this other Corona Zombie, the original Corona Zombie movie. Um, the movie will be titled Bar- Barbie and Kendra Save the Tiger King. All right, so here is the synopsis for um, this movie. Uh, After narrowly escaping the the contagious catastrophe of the Corona zombies, ditzy American beauties Barbie and Kendra battle their deadliest foe yet. Social distancing boredom. Hooked on binge-watching a television show about a man and his tigers on a nature channel, the two ladies hatched the perfect plan to save the Tiger King himself from the living rooms of L.A. to the wilds of Africa – our dynamic duo embark on a curve flattening journey to free Joe from a fate worse than Carol Baskin. It's a bungle in the jungle as Barbie and Kendra continue their quest to survive the panic of the pandemic. In this, the next Corona exploitation caper from the studio that never sleeps, Full Moon. Barbie and Kendra is currently in production and will be released on Full Moon Features, May 15th. so uh yeah
1: i'm not watching this one
0: yeah i don't think i will either are you gonna watch will you watch it steve for the show
1: (laughs) yeah probably yeah i'm I'm
2: not i'm not gonna pay to watch it but if they send us a screener i'll check it out i mean i I don't really see how this has anything to do with Corona zombies other than you know the actress that's in it for five minutes uh i don't know like it's weird it's it's a weird thing to do and are they going to you like what movies they're gonna use for this one? You know, are they gonna use a Tiger King documentary? Uh, it's it's weird. I'm in, I'm curious enough to watch
0: it, but I definitely wouldn't pay for it. Like what are they gonna do though? Cause like it's not like they can go out and film new stuff right now. So are they just gonna like have the actresses like come on their cell phones or something?
2: It's got to be right. Like if any, and it's probably the same thing. They're probably gonna do like fucking five minutes of new storylines and then. Uh, put in some other film or two that they're gonna just talk over
0: right oh, And Um it's, yeah. it's a disaster uh, yeah. all right well for, for you horror fans i know uh so i have this game personally uh the trivial pursuit horror game didn't you guys pick that up i know they had it at, like fye i think a couple years ago no no all no. right well there. It has been announced coming this fall. They are doing an Ultimate Edition, which will include uh, a board game, like an actual board. So the one I have is literally just cards you pick up and, like, roll dice. It's not anything too advanced. This one sounds like it's going to be really cool. Um, It is going to be a – there's going to be over 600 questions um, with a board and everything. Uh, Here's a little – plot like synopsis for it i explore the darkest corners of pulp culture in this facts-based challenge where survivor skills are a must to answer 1800 blood-curdling questions from all um genres um will come with a board game also six um game pieces which include a monster hand a doll head straight jacket goat head cleaver in the brain and a table saw um you know if you've ever played trivia pursuit it's you know like that just you know horror base sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun so yeah if you're a horror fan and want to get together with some buddies and play some horror this definitely sounds like a fun one to do um and yeah there's uh apparently there's a shining one out now too which i sent steve and todd a thing for apparently they have it at target i looked it up it's only like 20 dollars online so um i think i'll be picking that one up as well since we're all stuck at home and it's a good time to be playing board games um, all right, next bit of news here is a big one that just came t- tonight, actually, and that is The Shining will be getting a spin-off series on HBO. Um, I am really, really excited about this. Um, not a lot of news basically on it yet. Um, it's but it's going to be coming from Bad Robot, which is JJ Abrams' um, production company. Um, and just that HBO has uh, ordered this series. It's going to, you know, basically be uh, a little spinoff series here, all about the Overlook Hotel. Uh, I am super excited about this. What do you guys think? Uh,
1: that sounds awesome. Yeah. I hope. It's, yeah, I'm super excited about it. I kind of, you know, I hope they don't show stuff that was like mysterious in the in the movie. Like, I don't want to see who the guy in the. Uh, the The bear mask is like I think that would kind of ruin that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, other things, sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's like so much, you know, like in the movie that's just kind of like there but not explained or anything like that. So they can really do a lot with this. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really really excited for it. And uh yeah, I mean, I'm excited. GJ Abrams' production company, so I think they'll they'll probably do a great job. I'm excited to see who they get to kind of play. The uh the lead role or like what they're gonna um i don't know i'm interested where they go with it like i wonder if it's going to be like another caretaker situation where like a guy's kind of like doing the caretaker thing again or if it's going to be like them exploring the hotel after everything's happened so yeah be definitely interested to see where this goes for sure
1: would you want to see um, the uh grady's
0: sure yeah, like, like, do you think like, uh, Grady for the first season or something? Like, his story? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Would you want to see that? Sure. Yeah, like, Grady and his family and stuff. That see, could be something cool.
1: How he has yeah. to correct them?
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be, like, too similar to the, the Shining, though. You know, like, so, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. It's, it's going to be weird. It'll be interesting, though, for sure. Like, I just, you know... I could see them doing something like kind of American Horror Story Hotel. I don't know if you watched that season or not. Um, But I could see them kind of doing something like that where it's like a bunch of stories like happening at once in the hotel. But we'll see. And uh, yeah. That is it for horror news this week. Um, Oh, actually one last thing. Hallmark is releasing a brand new Jaws ornament this October. It looks badass. If you're a Jaws fan, you need it and yeah that's it that's all i got
1: Look at the jaws ornament though that sounds cool yeah it looks fantastic yeah look can you pre-order it now yep oh, okay hallmark ornament it's on their, their, their wish book there or... oh that's cool yeah that's cool <laughs> wow that's I, I always wanted that um that figure slash model that they had that looks just like that it's like mm. so much money now yeah Oh, I like the Marty McFly one too. That's cool.
2: Yeah, and I, I love
1: the one. Ornaments. Um, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I, I like the Christmas Vacation one. It's uh, Clark with the ch- like the chainsaw and the Jason mask <laughs> or the hockey mask, I guess. But that's sick.
1: Yeah. These are some cool ornaments. I didn't know they make so much badass ornaments.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, bu- I buy them every year. I have I have a bunch of them. They had some cool aliens ones that I got a couple years ago. Nice. They, they always have a couple horror ones, which is interesting. You wouldn't think Hallmark would be a big. Uh,
1: horror market. Oh, they have Darth Vader choking that dude. Yeah, It's cool, too. I hope you charge you ready, because trivia's back, and I'm feeling a perfect score for me tonight. Let's get it going.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: (laughs) For all you listeners out there, Sam is still participating. However, Steve brought up the good idea that for every way she's not here, she gets double XP when she comes back. So, possibility to get two points for every answer, and so on and so on. So, are you turds ready?
0: We are ready. Do uh, you want to go over the scores?
1: I, go ahead, Steve. What was that? Yeah, I was just going to say, just for the
2: record, just to prove how nice of a guy I am, I, I had to rewrite two of my questions because you guys said <laughs> you didn't see the movies that I was, ta- was going to ask a question about. So, <laughs> I, I try to keep it fair. So, you guys said you didn't see Mandy, so I took off my question from Mandy. <laughs> Um, last week I think Todd you said something else another question I had that you hadn't seen um, oh, yoga, I had a yoga hoser question and I took that out
1: hell of a guy that Steve yeah, try to be fair <laughs> I did the opposite
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he notes out all the ones I didn't see
1: <laughs> I'm like alright Steve hasn't seen Puffmaster 12 I know <laughs> what I'm asking <laughs> <laughs> all right, what the score is there Joe
0: all righty. Well, currently we have Sam, even though she's not here tonight, we'll still say her score. She currently has nine points. Uh, in third place is Joe, myself, with 10 points. In second place is Steve with 16 points. And in first place, Todd, the yeah. reigning champion, with 17 points.
1: Ooh, it's a tight race. It is a tight race. Especially if Sam delivers on that double XP when she comes back, could be right up there. Yep. I would like to go first because I really like this question. Okay. All right. This 1999 haunting film is often overshadowed by 1999's The Sixth Sense.
2: The others?
0: Eh.
1: I know. I just uh, want to. Man.
0: The haunting.
1: Uh, You guys are focusing on the haunting a little bit too much. (laughs) I'll repeat it. Maybe something will click. This 1999 (laughs) haunting film is often overshadowed by the same year, 1999's *The Sixth Sense*. What movie came out that is overlooked because Sixth Sense* was a huge hit?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I know. I know for sure. You've mentioned it a few times, Joe.
0: Really? Yeah. The Blair Witch Project. No.
1: Stir of <laughs> Echoes. Oh. oh, I love
0: that movie. I know. Yeah. It's a good one. Darn it. <laughs> it's a good one. I showed that to Sam and she loved it, too. Oh, it's
1: a great movie, man.
0: Did you ever see the sequel? I
1: didn't even know there was one.
0: There was. I think... Uh, I I believe it's Rob Lowe.
1: Oh, God. Of course it is.
0: It's <laughs> a sequel. Yeah, I've never seen it myself, but... I know it's I know it's out there.
1: It's like a uh, Hollow Man with the sequel is like Christian Slater, I think. Mhm. That's actually pretty good actually.
0: <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, I'll go next here. All right, okay. the f- female voice on Macready's computer I think was voiced by John Carpenter's wife at the time. Who was she?
1: Adrienne Barbeau.
0: Correct.
1: Yeah, movie. Nice. She's uh, one of those legendary racks, and a very sweet lady to meet.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. I'll actually, I'll br- I'll probably bring this up next week, but I watched The Fog for the first time ever.
1: Ooh, that's one I probably one of his weakest, in my opinion.
0: i mm-hmm. I'll see. There's a tease for next week. I'll mention all my watch. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Um, what was the original title of The Exorcist Three? I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Just
0: is there a, is there like a ty- a subtitle for it currently?
2: The, the, well, the, this is kind of what people use as a subtitle.
0: Oh. It was okay. the original
2: title.
1: Um, the, uh, dang it! I'm gonna just guess the Dominion.
2: No, that that's one of the sequels that they had there. Uh, Our prequel, uh, prequel. Sorry.
1: Darn it.
0: Good guess. Uh, the i would assume didn't uh, uh actually yeah, i don't know i was gonna say the something killer because i thought no. there was like something <laughs> to, what no it, it's
2: it's one word it's uh legion legion oh okay
0: that's right because it was like based on the book right right yeah all right
1: okay in the 1973s the wicker man what is the main character's occupation Doctor. That is incorrect. Shit. I. Have you seen it, Steve? No, I only saw the uh, the remake. It it it'll be the same
0: answer. A det- oh, a detective.
1: Yeah, correct.
0: Okay. You're correct. I w- I won't take the points, but
1: yeah. Would you have gotten that, Steve? No, I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah, he's a detective because there's a missing child, and he goes to the island to figure it out. But then the yeah. twist. Well, I actually the originals. Pretty cool, except for some goofy shit.
0: Yeah, it's there's some goofy shit, and it's kind of a little slow, but it is mm-hmm. it it, gets, it picks up and gets really good.
1: Yeah.
0: If you're in a midsummer, it's very a lot of similarities.
1: Yeah, you could call Midsummer Remake, man, if you really want yeah. to.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I feel like I've used this question before, but I'm just going <laughs> to use it again. Um, what? Was the make and model of Christine?
1: Chevy. Uh, oh, right. Chevy. Mm. Oh. So it's a Plymouth Fury. Oh, he's, he's right.
0: Wrecked. Damn. He's looking at his car. He has in his room. His room <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in my Steven King room. So very
1: <laughs> he's yelling at his wife. Give me my
0: fucking car. <laughs> 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 that woman? Correct. It is a 1958 Plymouth Fury. Nice. Alright.
2: Um. All right. Let's see here. Okay, I gotta make this one up now because you guys. Uh, all right. Let's see if you guys remember. In VFW, what's the name of the drug? Um, oh
1: shit! Hold on. Because I notes. have it in my notes from the show. <laughs> P F W. Wait, wait, wait. Better hurry <laughs> up, Joe, before I get my notes. I,
0: I cannot remember it.
1: Uh, it's called hype. That, that's correct, hype.
0: God <laughs> with the point. I,
1: I learned to take notes from movies when Steve's doing trivia because he always like throws something <laughs> in there usually from a movie. My notes for since you guys don't have any. Wait, do you guys have any more questions? Right, I think I'm the last one. Yeah, I,
2: no, I've yeah we we have one round
1: left. Okay, so I won't I won't spoil it then. Alright, let me pull up mine. Steve, have you seen um uh what the fuck? Pieces. Have you seen Pieces? No. Okay, let me it be sure. Good movie, hell yeah.
0: Yeah. We reviewed it on the show a long time ago.
1: Yeah. Um
0: And we did also Pieces of Talent, another
1: pieces movie. Yeah, we had that actress on, she was really nice.
0: Yeah, we did Christy Ray.
1: Yep. Who uh got married, I think. Oh, congratulations. All right. (laughs) I know both of you have seen this one. All right, so um, name the full character's name of the Puppet Master. Oh, fuck.
0: Um... Wait, what?
1: Name the Puppet Master's full name.
0: Oh, like the guy?
1: Yeah. The the old man?
0: Uh, uh, Andre Toulon?
1: You got it.
2: Oh,
0: very good very good
1: and i just watched it too <laughs> how embarrassing and I'll, I'll uh well never mind i can't say pieces as a bonus because only you've seen it
0: mm-hmm. Here, I'll, I'll take it
1: no you won't <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, all right this band was formed by john carpenter with other band with the other band members consisted of nick castle and it director tommy lee wallace what was their name <sighs>
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: man. Most famously did the song from Big Trouble in Little China.
1: Lost Tracks.
0: Incorrect. Blue. I don't remember.
1: Damn
0: it. They were called the Coupe de Villes. Lame. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's not at all where my head is going. And I highly recommend looking up their music video on YouTube for "Big Trouble in Little China." It's it's quite a blast from the past. All right,
2: Um, okay. So there's a a little rule for this one because it's I thought it was too hard. Um, So this one I'm gonna give the point to the closest without going over. If you both go over, you get no points.
1: Okay. Okay. Yep. All
2: right. And this question actually comes from Kayla. So she sent me this question. Thank you very much, Kayla. She says, according to IMDb, Trimagasi and Gorang say obviously how many times in the platform?
0: I think I looked this up, actually, on IMDb. So I think I might have it exact 27.
1: Okay. Nope. <laughs> so if I go over, then we both don't get points?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But don't be cheap, like one or something. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> How can I screw Joe over? I don't think it's twenty-seven. I think it was less than that. I'm um, going with seventeen.
2: Uh, you're both wrong, but Todd gets the point because it was twenty-six.
0: Yes. Damn it! Really?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: was
2: over think... by
0: one. Shit. Yeah, you're you're over by one. My God. A bunch of bullshit but that is is that it all right i think that's it yeah so i wrote all down
1: right. two things from color out of space because i thought um steve would ask them i <laughs> wrote, uh, necronomicon because it was a book she was reading yeah <laughs> and willow it was a book that that dude was reading but none of them were asked so all
0: right all right well after this week folks uh todd pulls ahead a little further um as currently uh, Sam. Stays Pat with nine points. Joe (laughs) picks up uh, a point tonight to go to 11. Steve picks up uh, two uh, points. One point. One point to go to 17. And Todd picks up a few to get to 20. A few? Right? Twenty. I get you at 20 points. Okay. (laughs) So you're up by three. All right. I'll take it. Look at this.
1: All those years in the big city, we finally got out. We're living the dream.
0: Maybe it is a dream.
1: like a pink light or actually I don't even know what color it was it wasn't like any color I'd ever seen before.
0: It looks like a meteorite mean, it's radioactive I mean it's from space right? Meteorites are generally no more dangerous than ordinary rocks.
1: How can something like that big just disappear? Did you plant those? No.
0: Ward, you come here for a sec. Oh God. What are you doing? Shh. It's talking to me. Who's talking to you? A man in the well. It's in the static. It's in the moisture. It's in here is out there. And what's out there is in here now. Everything's under control. Oh, here he is so in denial. That ding from the meteorite changes everything around it. It's just a color,
1: no! but it Can you
0: believe me now?
1: I don't know what I believe anymore. No! The color.
0: The color. Everything's gonna be
1: Okay. Color out of space. A secluded farm is struck by a strange meteorite, which has apocalyptic consequences for the family living there and possibly the world. Ooh. I like that little <laughs> dramatic pause. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah, it's a family ran by Nick Cage, and he's got a teenage daughter who's like a Wiccan. Or one of those, you know, witches and uh, starts off with her on the banks of a river doing some some chant for her sick mother um, for her to be okay. And this gentleman called a hydrologist, which is the first time I've ever heard that term, is walking around doing some testing on the water. He meets her and then they form a little connection. Uh, She's not happy because they just moved from the city over to the, uh, you know, this very secluded mountain town, which is kind of weird because they have like a mayor that acts like it's freaking New York City. But whatever. And um, suddenly a meteorite or something from space crashes and it starts turning the family. Um, some of them like are canatonic for a little bit. Others just act very abnormally, Nick Cage being one of them. And we just need to figure out what's going on with the family and we're along with um, how each of them deal with them. So, um, Steve, I think, well, who I, I forgot who initially requested this one, but one of you guys did, so you guys take it away. Uh yeah, who did it initially
2: request. It, so it was voted on by the listeners when we did a vote, and it tied with VFX, VFW, but it definitely wasn't mine. I don't remember who.
0: It was me. I suggest I was. I suggested it. Um, so sure, I'll start off. Uh, so yeah, I, I uh, this was an interesting one for me. I'm very split on this one. I gotta say, uh, I, I think there's a lot of amazing stuff in this movie. I really do. There i'll say uh, nick cage to me really brings this movie down um his performance is just it just doesn't work with this movie um the source material is pretty like it's pretty serious like it's i i i don't know if it was like the director's choice to go in this like weird comedic place from time to time But I think they should have just kept it more like serious rather than go like this goofy route with Nick Cage. Um, Because it just it it didn't work for me. Um, Other than Nick Cage, though, I thought this was like a really good movie. But man, just like his performance really just brings the whole movie down for me. Um, He just his overacting in it. Just it just doesn't work tonally for this movie. Um, But yeah, um, and I'll save the rest of my thoughts for after you guys. Yeah, I uh, yeah, kind of the same thing.
2: I, I actually really like this movie. Uh, I think it offered a lot of really cool moments that uh, I'll remember for a while. And uh, my problem with it, and it's kind of a theme with me tonight, is I thought the first half was a bit slow, but once it got it picked up, it really like went balls out, and I really, really liked that. Um, maybe a weird expression to say, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I did have a couple. <laughs> I got my balls out. <laughs> and I really liked it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I have a couple issues with it for sure, including Nick Cage's acting. And I like Nicolas Cage a lot, but it was so like, uh, I think Todd was saying it in the chat, like he changes accents once in a while and his acting is so uneven. Like from scene to scene, you didn't know what you were going to get, so it was a little weird. And I have a few other issues, but I'll talk about it more when we kind of dive into it. But overall, I really liked it.
1: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm closer to Joe with it. Um, and then Steve as well with the beginning very, being very slow. And Nick Cage just doesn't fit this role because he... Um, I don't think the director meant for his delivery of the lines to be goofy, and uh, that's what I got. You know, I mean, obviously, Nick Cage was really goofy in it. So I think that was a mistake casting him Um, because he just took you out of the tension, really. Um, When he was quiet and reflective, he was excellent, especially like, you know, scenes where he got shotguns and was doing stuff. But when he was freaking out in the car and calling everyone a cocksucker and when he had his first freak out to his daughter and his voice. I I don't I don't I don't know if that was meant to be like that they're from the city and maybe that's his accent for real. And he's like reverting. I I had no idea, to be honest with you, what that was. um I didn't like it, and we'll get into reasons why, um, except for like the last twenty five minutes or so, which I thought were excellent.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's really this movie's interesting because we just did the Stuart Gordon retrospective, so we covered a lot of Lovecraft um in that respect so it was it was kind of cool to kind of see someone else doing a a lovecraft movie um in a different vein i think this movie would have been awesome if Stuart gordon was attached to it um i would have loved to have seen him direct this with like a different actor or something because i think the source material is fantastic um i think man i just wish i don't know like honestly this could have been one of my favorite movies of the year had nick cage not been uh in this uh, as brutal as that sounds but just yeah, yeah. yeah it's just shit. and yeah i'm with you guys on the first hour really it's really like the first hour is, is pretty damn so I mean it's like movie clocks in at an hour 50 which is too long this movie could have easily been an hour and a half um and yeah i mean it, it takes the first like hour is pretty lackluster um and then it starts definitely starts picking up but man there's just some great stuff in here at the end though i, I don't know if you guys want to get right into the end here if you guys want to where you want know to jump I, in but
1: i think the mistake they made was when the mom cut her fingers off that mm-hmm. should have been the jumping off point for the rest of the story them removing nicolas cage and the mom from the story for like 30 minutes what like yeah. really really hampered it i think they should have cuz there's some amazing things with the kids. it's like no i'm talking to my friend who lives in the fucking um, the well that's like terrifying if you think about it yeah and and then um like all the animal stuff and tommy chong's character it's yeah the tommy parents did
0: not need to be in there right he like, didn't
1: his character was a waste he didn't but i really liked the scene where they found him though and it was like yeah. talking with um, the recorder that was well done but yeah they didn't they should have cut the fingers off and then that should have been the rest of the movie like 30 minutes or so not like an hour plus mm-hmm. um they really wasted the opportunity. They should have just got to the good shit.
2: Yeah, There's just one comment I want to make before we start talking about the end and stuff. Can someone explain to me when a hydro- hydrologist is an <laughs> expert on fucking everything? Like,
1: <laughs> and anything
2: <a> <laughs> that happened to this fucking town. Hey, uh, hydrologist, come check out this body. Hey, hydrologist, what's happening <laughs> with this? Like, Look how is this guy an expert on fucking everything in everything in the world? Like, it was so weird. Um, In the other movie I watched, The Other Color Out of the Space, they had, like, a team of scientists. So it it kind of made more sense. He had different experts for different things. Whereas in this movie, they kind of condensed everything into this one character. And to be frank with you, I don't even think his character was even that important. Um, He didn't contribute enough to warrant, really, his existence, in my opinion. Uh, And like you guys said, Tommy Chung's kind of the same thing. Uh, He was cool. I really fucking loved the scenes he was in. But it didn't really contribute to anything Maybe except the end, I guess, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And one moment I I, I wrote it down because it really made me laugh is um, the, when Nicolas Cage gets interviewed by the media and then he's like <laughs> watching it on TV. And it's like totally fucking not at all what he had said, but he made it look like he was crazy without wanting to. It was, that scene really made me laugh. It was. Uh, yeah. Did you Did you drink? Well, no, but yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I guess like it has a few glasses and some brandy. But I was sober on. when I saw it. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. yeah.
0: yeah,
1: was great. Um, what, what, what was the point of the whole Wiccan stuff?
0: Yeah, it never really came really into. I uh, see. I thought the movie was gonna be like she conjured something, and but I don't think that's the reason, right? It's just kind of like aliens. Happened. Kinda, I perceived it just kind of happened, right? Like I don't think she conjured anything, right?
1: No, because Tommy or Chong. Or did
0: she? I don't know.
1: I don't think so, because Tommy Chong said like it came to the world to create what it knows already. Right. So I think it was implied that it was actually an alien. Yeah, that the whole Wiccan shit didn't really do anything except it, waste time.
0: I mean, it, it could have been in the source material. Like Lovecraft was really into like stuff like that, obviously with the Necronomicon and conjuring and stuff. So maybe he just kind of threw that in there. Yeah.
1: And she was like 16.
0: <laughs> and it
1: made it, they seemed like it was okay for her to like have a crush on like the the 25-year-old. Right. It was kind of hydrolo- hydrologist whatever the fuck
2: that is. Yeah. And not not to mention she she talks to him for like 2 minutes at the beginning and then they're yeah. friends all of a sudden like <laughs> yeah. like, like it's, when he comes over it's like they know they've known each other forever.
1: It's it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. riding a horse barefoot.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know? Did you recognize the young boy in this one? No, I didn't. The young, the youngest actor. Uh. Uh-huh. He was in The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, was he? Huh. hmm
1: yep. Which uh, his scene with mom really disturbed me. That was a really effective scene.
0: Oh yeah, I mean that's like, I mean one of the most memorable parts in this whole movie. So yeah, like what happens is is like you know obviously like this meteor comes down and it's creating like all this weird shit starts happening and then all of a sudden like this huge like lightning bolt like comes out of nowhere and shocks the mother and son and it fuses them together in one of the most memorable scenes i can remember in quite a long time um when they first like showed them like obviously they don't and it's actually done really well because they get, like, electrocuted and it doesn't show what happens and you're like, oh, fuck, like, what the fuck happened? And they, like, bring them in and it never... There's, like, a ten-minute period where we don't actually see what happens and then the final reveal when we see them and they're, like, literally fused together, like, he is, like... The sun is, like, absorbing like, back into the mother's body. It is quite disturbing yeah. and, yeah, it it was... Uh, it's like one of the parts of this movie I really loved.
1: Yeah, very the thingish.
0: Especially yeah.
1: with some of the creatures.
0: Oh yeah, there's like a ton of stuff. Like this movie t- totally reminded me of The Thing. Um, in mm-hmm. a lot of parts, for sure.
2: Yeah, it was crazy. I, I also loved uh, the alpacas. Like the <laughs> <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> They're like alpacas.
1: Yeah. gotta milk them. <laughs> I didn't know you can milk alpacas. I, I googled it. I was like, can you milk them? And then yeah, sure enough, you can. <laughs> Who, who's drinking alpaca milk out there? I've like, never barely, yeah
0: I didn't know I've never had alpaca milk but hey whatever I went to a alpaca
1: farm one time and they smacked a shell at each other with their necks it's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah,
2: um, yeah yeah yeah. That, that scene where they're all fused together it was just fucking crazy too. fucking
1: brutal yeah. especially when the kid's crying I'm like
2: fucking yeah. shoot him yeah.
1: already
0: right yeah.
2: Yeah, there are a lot of great creatures and stuff like you guys said in this movie and that really made it because they, they were like really well made um, and prob- probably, uh, like, actual
1: puppets, right? I don't know if that's. I think some of them were. A, l- yeah, a little spotty I... CGI sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think a mixture of both, practical has, and. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, how about the mom creature at the end, man? That was fucking
0: that was scary. awesome. That was fucking creepy as hell. It's like, yeah. out
1: of there. like oh, shit. Yeah, it,
0: yeah. I mean, that's what. Man, this, like, that's why i'm like so torn to this movie because like the last like 30 minutes are amazing like yeah. really really good stuff in this and i'm just like man i just wish the rest of the movie was like this um because man like like i said like this like man i don't know if they cut like 20 minutes down nick cage wasn't this they got like a better actor um like this could have been like one of the best my favorite horror movies of the year and it's just like just like those those big negatives just bring it down for me, which is disappointing.
1: Yeah, I think the actor from Pet Cemetery Remake would have been really good in this.
0: The dad. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or
1: you know, to be honest, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But man, I thirty. I think thirty five minutes taken out of this movie would have been awesome. And then you know, like, and cut the whole the the mayor shit. A lot of stuff was in here that didn't make any sense of the story at all the wiccan stuff the mayor uh the freaking tommy chong even though his character was pretty cool they could have made that like just a random homeless dude or drifter that they see every now and then Mm -hmm. but man such a giant missed opportunity the entire movie Mm -hmm. but steve you liked it the most i mean what made you like him yeah i mean the last freaking
2: you know 35 minutes uh it just like i'm just thinking about like w- when i get to my end of year list this is going to be one of the movies that has scenes i remember the most probably of the year of all the yeah. movies i've seen this year it's not my favorite uh because of some of the problems it has but it's going to be one of the most memorable because those creatures were so cool and they really like i really dug the mother-son creature it just spooked me as awesome as such a cool moment and scary and cool to watch fun to watch and i just i really enjoyed the last 30 minutes so much that it brings up my score significantly it's just too bad that the first hour and nicholas cage's performance uh, brings it down but uh yeah it's god if you're gonna watch this movie just even just the last half hour is totally worth it
0: yeah i, I mean i agree i mean i think i would i would i would recommend it it's just yeah, I mean, I would bring the caveat that it's it, it, this. I could see people totally hating this movie, and I could see people totally loving this movie. It's just like such a weird, a weird, weird movie. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I didn't know I, after watching it, I really had no idea how you guys were gonna feel about this one. But uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like we're all kind of in the same the same boat for the most part, with Steve being the most positive. But you know, him him being him, real you know, kind of in the same boat too.
2: Yeah, I will say this, um, so we got the question before, uh, which was, how does this compare to Mandy? Uh, I'd say it's similar in terms that uh, it takes a while to get going, but mm-hmm. once it gets going, it really goes like really, I was going to say the same terms before, which I will not, <laughs> it really goes like fucking crazy. And Balls out. <laughs> <laughs> and, no, I caught myself this time. Um, yeah, it just goes really crazy, and it's just nuts and there's great visuals and it's very I I like the colorfulness of this movie like yeah it's just so bright and such a like a nice palette of a film it's just I don't know I really like this movie and Mandy was kind of the same way that uh, it took a little while to get going it's a little confusing they got some weird kind of almost Wiccan shit there too but at the end it just picks up so much that it's almost worth watching just for the last half hour
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what do you guys think? Do you think so? Do you think they're a- aliens? Is that what they are? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Are they? Are they? Did they take over the world though? At the end?
0: No. It looked like it just took that yeah, one little that section. Area, yeah. yeah, that right. was it. Like it just came down, did that one little section, and that was it.
1: Yeah. The bookends were kind of strange with the voiceover from the from the from the guy. I thought that was a little bit out of place. Mm. Like. I don't know, if if they are going to do voiceovers he should have been the main character mm-hmm. but um... yeah, and the, other, the other
2: Color Out of the Space I watched ended similarly where it was kind of just that area, uh, but in that one it follows a guy who's looking for his dad and he just like kind of drives off with his dad, as you see it's just that one area that's hit so I think it's probably what it's like in the book, I haven't read the book or the short story but uh, I'm assuming
1: that's kind of what it was but it implies that it's going to take over, right? Because they put the dam in there, and now everyone's going to drink that water.
0: The water, yeah.
1: Right, yeah. No one believes that dude, and he's like a, a bum now or something. Well, he knows everything, so.
0: <laughs> really, you this this, uh, dude. this could. This was a prequel to Cabin Fever, then. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, <laughs> I, like I like it. Get my balls out. <laughs>
0: I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> also, fun fact, the little boy will be starring in The Conjuring 3. Oh. So apparently he's, he's, been, typeca- he's been typecast to horror movies.
1: I like it. He's going to be do- doing con soon, then. Like the Stranger <laughs> oh, Things okay. and all them.
0: Yeah. Yep. Well, I think he's... I- is he- Those fucking glasses can't be any thicker, too. <laughs>
1: poor kid man
0: <laughs> you
1: know what i really like too man There, there's a couple good throwaway lines like um they talked about the son like oh he lives in there now like that was cool but it was like half a second thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then feed your mother that was and then nicholas cage seeing his family like sitting in the living room but they're not really there that was cool yeah
0: yeah no yeah there's like some there is like some good stuff with nick cage in here but man just like the Man, like the freak out scene in the car is just man, sucker motherfuckers. I just I I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I can't do that. That and the fucking act the continually changing of accents just for yeah. no fucking reason. it's it just like why? Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like for a for a split second I was like, okay, like is he like did the alien get into him and like he's like an alien or something? Like I thought that's where sense. they maybe were going with it, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck was going on with that accent changing.
1: Uh, so favorite sequence for you guys,
0: mm. or scene, or kill, or whatever. Um, I'm going to man, I don't know, man, that last, that whole last half hour is so good, like, the, the fusing is amazing, then, like, once the mom, like, finally turns and becomes that fucking creature thing is fucking awesome, and then the alpaca, which was the biggest thing, like, from the thing, like, when those alpacas were, like, it was, like, well, they were, like, kind of fused together and had, like, three or four heads, Yeah. like, that was fucking, that, like, was big-time thing, that was fucking awesome, Um. yeah, I mean, I don't, I loved every bit of all of that, so, like, I, yeah, I, I'll go, I, I guess I'll go when the mom turned, like, full creature. That was fucking awesome.
1: She's, like, crawling across the room.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm going to go a little tamer. Yeah, tame I have to agree. So,
2: okay. I was going to say, I agree. The, the mom scene when she goes, uh, like, full creature
1: there it was just so cool and so memorable. Okay. I'll go Amber, though, when she cuts her fingers off um, while cutting carrots, because she kept getting closer and closer, and the cuts were yeah.
0: Yeah, it was good right on screen. Yeah. yeah. Oof. And it was pretty creepy, because, like, she didn't really react either, and then, like, it's she kind of looked. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: worst part? Car freak out? Everyone agree?
0: <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what?
2: No, no for me, because... It was so funny. I did
0: audibly laugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> me too.
2: Yeah, me too. And if I'm going laugh, at least I reacted,
1: right? Yeah. So you, you recorded it, Todd. You it, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> well, I rewound it just to show you guys. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't be mad at a scene that, like, genuinely makes me laugh, right? And then he comes uh, in, like, he's like, the car doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. No, for, for me, the one, I, the scene I like the least is when, Was it the mayor and the cop coming to look at the meteor and just like, eh, I just leave because it's just so useless? Yeah. Yeah. There's really no point to that scene.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, it definitely could have been tightened up. An hour 50 is just too long for this movie. All right, well, you guys got any final ratings or final thoughts before we do ratings? Uh, no, No final thoughts. I'm ready for a rating.
1: All right, I'll drop a five and a half on it. And that is strictly for the last 25 minutes
0: all right yeah man this like i said this one was really tough for me like after what like man the first like i I was like man i'm not gonna like this movie and then that last half hour ish comes in and i was just like oh my god that was fucking amazing and that's why like i'm so i'm so split on this movie like i really was torn on what to rate this um but uh, I'm still at, I think, about a six and a half on this one. Um, There's just a lot of great stuff, but there's a lot that bogs it down, unfortunately, which really bums me out because, I, like I said, I think it could have been, like, one of the best horror movies of the year, and unfortunately, just some poor choices were made. Um, With that being said, I could still maybe see this sneaking into my top ten considering what this year is becoming with horror movies. Not a lot of stuff maybe getting released, so... Um yeah, I mean it's one I would if you're a Lovecraft fan, I would absolutely recommend it to you. Um I would think maybe the casual fan might not appreciate it as much, but um yeah, that's where I'm at at it.
2: And so 5.5, 6.5, 7.5. I liked the last half so much that I'm going to like it's memorable. I'm going to think about it for a while. Uh, I had fun watching, you know, a lot of it. Uh, sure it was dull at the beginning and boring and Nicholas Cage's acting was kind of terrible, but uh, I it you know, it marked me a lot more than other movies I've watched that are in the same kind of rating space. So, it's not like in my top 3, but it's definitely something that
1: I'll remember and that I quite enjoyed. So, 7.5 is my final rating. Yeah, definitely the most disturbed I've been this year. From from mini film,
0: yeah, so I would I would agree. Yeah, uh, the mother the mother son fusing thing when I first saw that I was like, oh fuck. So yeah, it's and just it's, super it's, unfortunate yeah. that the first half
1: was so bad. You know? Yeah. So boring. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I don't know.
0: Yeah. This was an di- hour and a half. Would
1: have been
0: on, great. On a yeah. different day, I could see myself going up to a seven on this one, but as I'm sitting right here, I'm at a six and a half on it.
1: You know, twenty twenty is shaping up to where we might need to do like a top <laughs> ten films, do like a top ten scenes or kills or something. I don't know. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. See. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'm sh- I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing some stuff getting thrown out digitally, right. we'll we'll see. There's still a lot of good indie stuff coming out. I'm sure. So. Or they just make twenty twenty one like completely stacked. Uh, it that's will be. We, that's that's what it's looking like. It's going to happen. So yeah. yeah. Crazy. I I mean, I still
1: recommend it, even though I didn't like it as much as you guys, but, you know, that disturbing-ass scene, man, will definitely make it into my top, you know, scenes of the year, for sure.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah, and I feel our ratings are gonna be the same thing as most people. Like, it's really gonna be all over the place. People are gonna be, this one of the greatest movies of the year. People are gonna say, oh, maybe not a good movie. You know, it's, it's really all over the place, because it really depends how you go into it. But I say go into it have fun with it and it's it's a good time
0: yeah yeah like it's i I would it's definitely worth a watch absolutely you know for sure and you know
2: especially this year
0: right like
2: with the low amount of movies we're getting it's a good distraction and
0: something yeah
1: and it's just
0: and you'll laugh
1: and you'll be scared so there you go (laughs) yeah you should definitely wait 10 minutes and then have dinner and then you'll put you in like the forty-five minute mark, and then it'll start picking up for you, and then you can finish strong. There you go. <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. I was like, I could see a lot of people after the, uh, listening to our review are just gonna skip over the first hour and just. Watch I'd probably the last do that.
1: <laughs>
0: if I were to watch it again, I, I'd probably do I that. If I were to rewatch it, that's what I would do, honestly. Like, I yeah. wouldn't watch the whole movie. Yeah. So
1: we should make a fan of yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> All right. Horse squad approved.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. And uh, I, uh, let's see. What are we? What are we talking about next week?
0: Possibly the turning.
1: The turning, or Gretel and Hansel, or.
0: I don't know if Gretel and Hansel is no, out yet. It's a, it's, month,
1: it's a week after that, I think. Oh, Okay.
0: Well, maybe that could be the next two weeks then.
2: Okay. Yeah. Probably the yeah. lodge too. The lodge. I think yeah, the lodge comes out H- the same H- day yeah. as Gretel and Hansel,
1: so. Okay. Or maybe we'll put a poll up. Who knows? <laughs>
2: We'll figure something
1: out.
0: Yeah. But most likely the turning. um, I know Sam said she wanted to discuss it, so she'll be back next week to discuss that. Cool. Mm -hmm. For sure.
1: All right.
0: right. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: It's all alphabetical.
0: You know A B C D E F G Hater. H I J K L M N O P Hater. Q R S T U oh, V W X Hater. Y Z. Huh? That's all you have to do.